1: Hello and welcome to the Circling the Bases podcast. I'm DJ Short and joining me here once again is Scott Pianowski from Yahoo. We are live on Twitch this afternoon. So thanks to those joining us over there. And if you are listening in podcast form or watching later on YouTube, we're recording on Wednesday afternoon, a lot of day baseball going on. Again, Uh, it feels really good to have that in the background as we start our day, just a whole day of baseball. Uh, I'm super psyched on that. The Mets are about to get started in a little bit. Um, But unfortunately, just more and more injuries, it feels like. Um, And this is our Waiver Wire Wednesday episode, which has been an interesting exercise for me this week, because it feels like the Waiver Wire is thinning out a little bit.
2: Yeah, I think so. I think that speaks to, because there's been so many injuries, people are filling up those IL spots, and they're getting first of all people are getting more aggressive with their claims anyway i think people have realized how important it is to hit the wire early in the season and with a lot of guys being hurt we were talking about before the show started this fantasy baseball season feels like a fantasy football season with the attrition and it just underscores the need to fantasy baseball is so much about your routines doing your diligence just just making sure you have guys replaced and, and making sure you have your il spots filled and, and making sure you're You're making sure somebody didn't get saved last night that you didn't know about stuff like that. Just that's a a big part of fantasy baseball is just putting the work in. And that's why, you know, that's why you come to us. Hopefully we can save you some time. Obviously the Roto world site and the Roto world app is going to save you time, but to win a fantasy baseball league, you really need to put the reps in. And and this season, especially with the injuries hitting so hard early.
1: It feels, especially from the pitch, from the pitching side. So Um, Finding some pitching recommendations this week was was a little little challenging for me. Some weeks are more fruitful than others, Uh, but this week was a a little bit challenging, but we still have some names uh, for you guys to check out. We're each going to offer five pickups, uh, generally uh, available in over 50% of Yahoo! Leagues, but kind of trying to touch leagues of all different depths, so hopefully we have something good for you guys. Before we get started, remember, every season is draft season. Get your Roto-Roll Draft Guide bundle today and dominate your football, baseball, and basketball drafts. Pack with profiles, rankings, projections. Order today and get all three Roto-Roll Draft Guides for the price of two. Plus, use promo code Barry B-E-R-R-Y, and save an extra 20% at checkout. Again, that's promo code B-E-R-R-Y. Go to NBCSportsEdge.com slash, er, dot com today. And, uh, and get your bundle. Uh, before you know it, it'll be fantasy football uh, season, so, so definitely get prepared for that. As we've done in the previous two weeks, we're gonna start out our waiver wire recommendations with our very own pitch clock. You will get 60 seconds uh, to make your pitch for one of your recommended players this week. And I get to pick from your list of five players. You sent me five players. I'm gonna pick one at random, and I'm just going to set you off, set you loose. Uh, you make your pitch for that player. This week, I'm going to go with J.D. Davis, uh, who's off to a hot start with the Giants. Uh, let's hear your elevator pitch on on J.D. Davis.
2: Yeah, let's see if my internal clock can count the 60 better than it did in the first episode two weeks ago. Uh, you know all about J.D. Davis, right? New York Mets, 2019, when he got a chance, the one time he got a chance to be a regular Major League player, seven, three sixty nine, 527 slash... He hit 22 home runs in 140 games. Since then, I know he's not a great defensive player. He became kind of a quasi regular for the Mets. Now he's in San Francisco. That's clean up on what looks like the league average offense. It's not a destination offense, but I don't think it's a, a weak offense either. Qualifies with two positions. He's hitting over 300. He's got a handful of home runs already. His career OPS plus is 118. This is a good offensive player. Yeah, We're always looking for flexibility, the lineup, real estate, and matches up. He's still at an arc of his career where I think you could maybe see a career season from him. So JD JD Davis is somebody I even think in shallow mixed league should be rostered. Um that's all I got on JD Davis. I don't know how close I am to the horn, but um I think he's a great pickup. He did it in 2019. I think he's part of an underrated sneaky giants offense. Very
1: good. Took up the whole our whole 60 seconds here. Uh fun little fact about JD Davis. So he he came over Uh, to the Giants in a trade uh, with the Mets last year. Darren Ruff uh, traded to the Mets in a much maligned trade um, from the Mets side of things. And now Darren Ruff is back with the Giants after the Mets uh, released him. But J.D. Davis, since coming over to the Giants, 64-game sample, 212 plate appearances, he has a 900 OPS with 12 home runs. I mean, he's one of those guys who's always hit the ball hard, but strikeouts have been an issue for him, especially over the past two years. But so far this year, he's made more in the way of contact. Like he said, he's right there in the middle of the Giants lineup, qualifies at multiple positions. And who knows? You know, the, the Giants are one of those teams in the past couple of years, especially, you know, uncovers value from underappreciated talents. I wonder if that
2: could be the case with Davis. So uh, I'm in on him as well. I'll tell you who he reminds me of a little bit. And, and I realize he's not that valuable maybe today, but... I think it when Luke Voigt popped with the Cardinals, right? Where mm-hmm. And then he had a moment with the Yankees he got hurt, where he, a guy who was a late bloomer who looked like maybe he might have been a quad A player, and then he got a chance to play. It's like, oh, wait a minute. This guy can hit for a plus average. This guy can hit 25 home runs. J- I think J.D. Davis is the same type of guy. And because the Giants, although I think they do have a solid offense, they don't have depth to the point that he's nobody's pushing him for playing time. I and mean, we've already seen yeah. some injuries there. We've seen with we'll see injuries in every city right now. I think JD Davis is finally going to get that full season. He he had a full, I guess, a, essentially a full season with the Mets in 2019, and well, look, he had a great year. He had yeah. a slash line that we would all take. If he did, if he hit 307 again with 22 home runs, he'd be rostered in 10 team mixed leagues. I'm yeah. shocked he's still. Not, I'm a little cheating a little bit because he's in the high 40s. So again, in the in the deeper leagues, he is gone. But I think even in 10 and 12 team mixed leagues, it's time to get in on JD Davis.
1: So the first one for me is Harrison Bader. So he's available in 68% of Yahoo leagues right now. Someone I liked a lot going into the spring when we did our outfielder preview episode. I believe I mentioned him. However, he began the year on the injured list uh, due to an oblique injury. He's set to face Luis Severino in batting practice on Thursday. Then he's going to go out on a minor league rehab assignment. Given the lengthy absence, though, I would expect him to need several games in the minors to shake the rest at the plate. but. He should be back by the end of the month. Granted, there's a lot of injuries going on right now, so maybe your IL spots are full. Maybe not. I love IL stashes. I think we talked about this in, in, in previous weeks. Alex Kirillov last week, Brian Bayo, the week before that. Bayo didn't work out so great in his first start back, but that's the advantage of the IL spot in certain, uh, on certain websites where you can keep that player in the IL spot, see how they do in their first start back, first couple of games. You can do that with Bader too. What I like about Bader, sprint speed. 90, he's regularly in the 98th percentile so far in the majors. The Yankees have been very aggressive with stolen bases, a top 10 team as far as stolen bases so far. I expect him to run when he gets the chance. And also Bader has hit as many as 16 home runs in a season. He can be a double-digit homer steal guy in Yankee Stadium, you know, good situation, lineup. To me, he's an obvious stash.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, category juice will play. He's won a Gold Glove before, so if he's healthy, that yep. will mark his position in the lineup. You think, well, what do I care about defense? Well, if you're a really good defender, you're on. You're on the field. Very true. The Yankees lineup is in flux right now. I mean, it's who's to say that Bader couldn't eventually percolate to the top of the lineup? Mm-hmm. And even if he bats eighth or ninth, he's still going to get up with Aaron Judge, you know, batting sometimes, which, which could help because could offset the fact that he might be in the, the bottom third of the lineup. I think he could eventually be their leadoff hitter. I know he doesn't have yeah. traditional leadoff skills, 317 career OBP. But bottom line is this. He offers a really good speed, some power. He might hit for what would be a fantasy um, league average, batting average. So people may say, well, he's going to hurt my average. I think he'll be neutral there. I'm not so worried about that. Uh, let's get in on Bader before – the market gets in on Bader and see if we can get them at our price rather than have to buy at the top of the bucket. Yeah. The rest of my promotion guys. You mentioned pitching. You know, pitchers get hurt all the time, and we're always chasing saves. I have a couple of starters and a couple of relievers. I'm going to go through with the rest of my guys. First, I'll stick. I'll stick with the Yankees, and I'll mention Domingo Herman, who's had interesting starts to the season. He strikes out eight in his first start, but doesn't get out of the fifth inning, and then he was just bad in his second start. His third start, he strikes out 11 against the twins, but there was a little controversy. There's too much sticky stuff on Herman. Actually, the twins manager, Rocco Baldelli, got thrown out of that game because he was questioning what was going on. So the twins weren't too happy about that. I look at so, what do we have here? 19 strikeouts, five walks through three starts. That's a good ratio. And you look at Herman's career he's always had mediocre ERAs and really good whips if you look at his last four seasons folding in this season into that 4.09 ERA which is a little bit below code for fantasy but a 1.15 whip and generally the rule of thumb is when the ERA and whip tell different stories the whip is more predictive I would bet that maybe Herman has a year where his ERA could be in the mid to low threes he's just been a yep. little bit lucky with ERA again I'm chasing the strikeouts the Yankees are a good team I know we, we, we talk about chasing wins. It can be a little bit of a fool's errand, but I'll chase wins with a team that's going to win 90 plus games. And you can chase wins you know, on the Royals if you want or whatever, although I do have a starting pitcher on a losing team later for you. But the bottom line, is, anytime somebody strikes up double digit guys in a game, I'm interested. And I've always thought her mom was kind of a sleeping giant because of those really good whips that don't match the ERAs. Maybe this year's ERA is more in line with what his skills suggest he can do.
1: Uh, I like it. I think he's worth a shot, especially like we were saying. I mean, it's getting thin out there for, um, you know, kind of breakout guys um, who haven't yet percolated above 50 percent um, rostered in, in
2: Yahoo. And I, I think Herman is one of those widely available, players. by the way. He's 81 percent, 81 percent available wow. on Yahoo. So he's very good. Uh, he's out there in most leagues. So what I'm going to mention here is
1: I think this this roster number is going to go up real quick, maybe pending what happens on Wednesday, but Mason Miller, top prospect for the athletics. This was a big surprise uh, to see him get called up. Available in the moment uh, in 69% of Yahoo leagues, he's going to make his MLB debut Wednesday against the Cubs, uh, probably a cap around 80 pitches in his debut. And that's kind of the rub with Miller, but you know he checks all the boxes, and what you're looking for is a potential fantasy ace. Six foot five, 200 pounds, just looks like a throwback horse to lead a rotation. He averaged 100 miles per hour on his four-seam fastball last Friday, but in a in a start which got a lot of people's attention in in dynasty leagues, but not necessarily mixed leagues because we didn't think he was going to be coming up this soon. But for the A's, a team where I mean, honestly, they're embarrassing. I think they they could take any good news they can, any kind of gate attraction they can get, and Mason Miller can come up and make a difference right away. The rub, though, he's only thrown t- 28 and two-thirds innings in the minors. So it's like, what are you going to get here fantasy-wise? How deep is he going to pitch into games? How many innings can he reasonably throw this year? Those are all legit questions, but the stuff is so good. It's ridiculous. Uh, Cutter, slider, power pitcher who can dominate. To me, he's an automatic pickup. And that's, you know, it's an easy thing for me to say. I'm not saying who you should drop. It's going to vary from league to league. But I think this is one of those kind of prospects where you stash And, like, see how it plays out. Stash the the one – or drop the one guy where you're like, I can replace this person. And just take a shot and and see what happens. He's that exciting to me.
2: Totally good call on this one with Miller. The first thing I ask with any pitcher who's coming up, other than, you know, what do the scouts think, what's the pedigree here, does he strike people out? As you mentioned, Miller's only thrown twenty eight two two-thirds innings in the minors. They've handled him kind of curiously because he's made a lot of starts. But he hasn't pitched a lot of innings. But his yep. stats just don't even look real. 28 and two-thirds innings, 14 hits. And he's allowed nine runs because he's allowed five home runs. That's been his big bugaboo. He's only walked six guys. And in 28 and two-thirds innings, he struck out 53. I don't care who you're pitching against. That's ridiculous. Yep. Two, basically two strikeouts an inning, yep. just about. It doesn't make any sense. As you said, six foot five. he fills up the uniform. He's got the raw stuff. He's somebody who I could see pitching a lot of four and five maybe inning games so the wins might be dicey but he might strike out nine guys in the time he's yeah. in the game so much of managing your strikeouts is strikeouts per nine in some yahoo leagues or other fantasy formats you have cap on starts or cap on innings so k per nine is a stat that you're worried about that's yeah. going to help them we know the oakland park is very big that will maybe help them with the home runs a little bit the bottom line is this you want to somebody had a great twitter thread on this uh, a couple days ago about risk and reward in life. You want to get in with low risk with as a big reward. And that's what you get with Miller right now. You acquire him at the cost of the worst player on your roster. And the upside is maybe he strikes up 13 guys per nine innings and gives you like mm-hmm. 80 or hundred or 120 dynamic innings. So I definitely want in on that. I think yeah. that's a great call and, I, and nothing else will be fun to watch. We, God knows we need something in Oakland to watch of interest. Cause there isn't yes. much, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Miller's debut. And I wouldn't be surprised if he has double-digged strikeouts in that game. Uh, you know who had a double-digit strikeout game recently was Jose Oviedo, who was mm-hmm. chased up to 45% in Yahoo. Now, as we speak, he's getting ready for his Colorado start. So mm-hmm. be gentle, dear listener. By the time you <laughs> hear this, Oviedo may have already allowed seven runs. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe he'll throw a, a quality start in Colorado and we'll feel even better about him. But anytime you see somebody with a double-digit strikeout game, you want to move. His last two starts have actually been really clean uptick in velocity right he's a fastball slider guy and so that velocity really matters it's become his main pitches and the pirates look better than expected to me I thought they were going to be just a clown car and then O'Neill Cruz gets hurt I'm like oh god look out below I'm thinking maybe they can be like a 75 78 win team I think Ben Charrington is a really smart GM so I'm not as down on this team even without Cruz which is no fun because he's their signature player I think the Pirates are kind of quasi-competitive. I think Oviedo might be their best starter. I I did not I picked him up a lot of leagues. I did not use him at Colorado. I'll be pleasantly surprised if he survives that. But after yeah. what he did the last two starts, I think he's an automatic add. Again, I'm kind of picking some little hanging fruit. I'll, I'll try to give you some deeper picks later. But currently at 45% underrated Pirates team. Again, chase those double-digit strikeout games.
1: Yeah, and I, I have a similar thought with Eduardo Rodriguez, who had a great start against the Guardians on Tuesday night. Struck out 10 batters. Eight scoreless uh, innings, no walks, just four hits allowed. I mean, that jumps off the page to me. We all knew, we all know what happened with Rodriguez during the COVID season. Of course, uh, he was sidelined all year due to myocarditis, uh, but it, and is largely disappointed since, including that first season uh, with the Tigers last year, made just seventeen starts. Still, I think this uh, outing last night is a good reminder of what Rodriguez is capable of. And he had a pretty good start against the Blue Jays in the start before that. Now, Rodriguez's velocity isn't all the way back to where it once was when he was with the Red Sox and, and, and really thriving here. And, and I don't think this Tigers offense is, is anything to be that, that excited about. They've overachieved a bit too, but I'm not looking for win potential here necessarily. But Rodriguez is a two-start pitcher next week, gets the Brewers and the Orioles, you know two offenses that can do some things but still i would think i would take a shot here so you know if you have your your waiver period on sunday let's say and rodriguez is available in i believe over 80 percent of yahoo leagues right now i think he's a good pitcher uh to take a shot on and maybe get a couple of wins next week or maybe at least one uh, yeah but he has the track record
2: here that i would take a chance on yeah it's it's the time to get in on him if you're going to do it you do if you don't want him for a 2 start week you just don't want him at all and you know, our friends, um, Rick Wolf and Glenn Colton, uh, Colton and the Wolfman, part of a very successful fantasy partnership. One of their main tenants is they don't like to invest in a fantasy player when he signs the big contract, goes to a new team. That was Rodriguez last year. But kind of the second part of that is, okay, well, second year, they're acclimated, they've moved their family, they've gotten the lay of the land. Sometimes it's really good to buy those guys after they have disappointing seasons. So you can get Rodriguez, as you said mentioned, widely available on Yahoo. and. The Tigers, I don't think the Tigers are a good team. I still think they'll probably come under their win total, but I don't think they're like a 105-loss team either. And with the five walks, 19 strikeouts, that lines up. I think Rodriguez, if nothing else, I think he makes sense as a short-term pickup. You get him for the two-start week, and then you can reevaluate after he goes through those two turns. So we're always looking for saves, and we're always looking for, in nebulous bullpens, you want to see who can get some traction And in Miami, that's AJ Puck. Um, Again, it's not the deepest ad I realize in a lot of the uh, formats where you're 15-team, he's probably long gone. But 12-teamers, he might be available. 10-teamers, he certainly is. He's got saves his last two outings, and the baton is the thing in a bullpen. He's got the facial hair you want in a closer. That's good. He's using his slider a lot more this year. It's become his most prominent pitch, over 50% usage for the slider. Eight innings, just one run, no walks, eight strikeouts. And he's getting high leverage work. I think at the end of the season, he may have five to seven wins. He may have anywhere from like 18 to 25 saves. And Miami's probably, I don't know, 83, 84 win team. They have some decent starting pitching. I think opportunities will be there. Now, Floro has actually pitched well also, but he's not the guy they like in the ninth inning right now. It's Puck. If you have the baton in your hand, that's so much of a part of the save chase. I'm surprised Puck is still eligible for this piece. I would have thought he would have been – you asked me off top of my head was oh he's going to be like seventy percent roster right, so it's your last call on AJ Puck. Uh, he's going to run away with this job. He's already really got one and a half feet towards it already. It is funny that
1: you know at one point Puck and Lazardo were the two big names with the A's as far as their top prospect pitchers, and now they're both on the Marlins. Uh, and I trust the Marlins to you know do well by their by their pitching. Uh, so Puck certainly uh, figures into that. Uh, Before my next pick, uh, just a quick reminder download the RotoWorld app to receive breaking player news all season long. Stay ahead of the competition by favoriting players on your roster. Get the latest injury updates, player news, and much more delivered right to your phone. It's available in your app store today. I think what I love about this app is that you will get alerts when there's a big injury, there's a trade. So you can go out there, and especially if your waiver wire is a free for all, you can make that move right away so it i think it's it plays to your advantage to download this app and uh it'll maximize your chances of winning in your league
0: look around you can find cars like these on auto trader like that car riding right your tail or if you're tailgating right now all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on auto trader too are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time well multitasking pro cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait, Auto Trader. I'm going to go deeper
1: with my final couple of picks here. Uh, first one for me, um, Alec Burleson with the Cardinals, available in 97 percent of Yahoo Le- uh, Yahoo Leaks, and he's actually carved out a prominent role in this Cardinals lineup and. Also encouraging that he's been in a good lineup spot. He's mostly hit third or second when he's played recently. He's actually out of the lineup on, on Wednesday, the Diamondbacks uh, pitch mass in garner. So, yeah, I think this is more of like a strong side platoon, mostly playing against righties. Uh, but it's encouraging that he's still getting at bats, even with Lars Neufar, uh back from the injured list. Burleson makes contact. He hits the ball hard. 85th percentile in average exit velocity, 77th percentile in hard hit percentage, and he looks like Lance Berkman to me. When I watch him swing a bat, that's all I see. That's all I see. And we we saw how how well Lance Berkman did uh, with the Cardinals. Uh, I I think he's been an underrated hitting prospect in the minors, and there's a chance he could break through this year. Granted, in a 10 team, 12 team league, you can skip it, but 15 team or you know, a 12 team with like five outfielder spots. I, I think Burles- Burleson should be on your radar.
2: For sure. Uh, age 24 season. So you ask yourself, okay, he's a platoon player, but he's playing on the strong side of the platoon as a lefty hitter. So we like that. Where is he in the lineup? He's sitting second in front of Goldschmidt, in f- front of Arenado, in front of Wilson Contreras. We like that. And yep. with you know, Brendan Donovan's dinged up right now, I mean, yep. eventually. You know, we we say a lot of times like if you like the skills of a starting pitcher, don't worry about the depth of the rotation. Somebody eventually will get hurt. It's not fun to say that, but it's just a fact of life that goes for the offense too. Alec Burleson basically becomes a, a no doubt regular player every day. If one guy gets hurt, and notice they're giving him DH at bats, that means that means we want your bat in the lineup no matter what. That's a that matters to me. When, they're pro- when you become a DH a couple of games in a row, that means you're a priority offensive player for that team and you are bang second for the Cardinals. That means something to me. And this organization has been so they've been so good with developing players. They've been, they've, get, they've been right so often with guys that when somebody comes out of the woodwork with the Cardinals for whatever reason, whether he's a post-hype sleeper or, or maybe just a, a guy who never got a chance somewhere else, I'm always am interested in those guys. I think he's a great player to go after. I'm going to cheat here on on my – I think this is my final guy. Jose Alvarado was somebody you mentioned last week. But come on, Yahoo managers, you're lagging on this one. He's still available in 61% of leagues. He's got zero walks. He's got 18 strikeouts. If you see anybody with that ratio, I don't even care what the, his role is. I want you to grab him. Now, you get a save Tuesday. Nobody in Philadelphia has more than one save. I get it but Kimbrell's not pitching well. Dominguez isn't pitching well. Eventually, Alvarado's either going to become the fireman of this bullpen, which means he might get seven to nine wins, or he'll become the closer with a capital C, which means he might get 20 saves. I don't even think it's out of the question. He could do both of those things. The Phillies are a 90-win team, as I see. It sounds like Bryce Harper. All the news is good on him. That's going to be exciting when he comes back. This is a team you want to get invested in. You want the best reliever in the bullpen. And Right now, look at all the stats. It it all screams out Dominguez because other guys aren't pitching well. So he's going to get the high leverage work. That means wins. That means saves and, and 18 strikeouts in seven of the thirds innings. I, I, again, I don't know what people are waiting for. Maybe they yep. needed to see that first save on Tuesday, but he's going to be the man in this bullpen. And this is your last call. And then you got DJ tried to give me last week. So I hope a lot of you people already are on the Alvarado train. Uh, but he's somebody I want you to, uh, to acquire right now. Don't even listen to DJ's last pick. Just go get Jose Alvarado, then come and join us.
1: Well, I'm glad you recommended a Philly here because our first MLB Sunday uh, morning leadoff game is this Sunday, Rockies-Phillies at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time. I'll actually be on the post-game show talking fantasy and betting, so stay tuned for that. Very excited about another year of Major League Baseball on Peacock. So uh, make sure you tune in as we get the day of baseball started, early start time on Sunday. My final pick for this week is Luis Garcia, on the Nationals, not the Astros version. Uh, But with the Nationals available, 92% of Yahoo leagues has always put up good numbers in the minors, in the majors kind of more so-so. The approach last year was really bad, struck out 22.3% of the time, basically never walked. But what I've seen so far, this season has been really encouraging. I don't think Garcia is ever going to be patient, but, he struck out just three times in 46 plate appearances. He was at 22.3% last year with his strikeout rate. So that strikeout rate so far this year, third lowest among players with at least 40 plate appearances. Only Luis Arise and Mauricio Dubon have been lower. As far as contact rate, Garcia's right in the same range as Stephen Kwan and Luis Arise. We've talked about this in the past. That Those kind of numbers, the strikeouts, the walks, that stabilizes fairly quickly. It's a really encouraging sign for me. Garcia only has a 231 batting average on balls in play so far, but XBA, which you can find on Baseball Savant, has Garcia at 325. His expected slugging is at 552. Garcia available in 92% of Yahoo leagues, more than more than more than 90% eligible second base and shortstop. I think he's worth a shot in deeper leagues. And this is a guy who's still very young. And I think he has a chance to take a, a big step forward this year.
2: Great call. Uh, love, love the potential plausible upside here and a couple of positions to am going me give you a bonus pick. Cause I, a lot of my picks this week were close to the 50% threshold. So I, I know a lot of you probably, Hey, I can't pick up that guy. Hey, I can't pick up that guy. Well, you probably can pick up Taylor walls of Tampa Bay. Who's been mostly glove only until this season, but he's, he's done some some really fine hitting for the race, hitting three fifty three homers, stolen base, qualifies a second, shortstop, and third. He's, a, again, really good defender. His offensive stats before this year will make your eyes bleed, but you know, he hit a couple of home runs on Tuesday, was back in the lineup on Wednesday. I'm looking for any way into this Tampa Bay lineup, and maybe Tampa Bay is another team. They uncover guys, and they find yeah. players who are versatile. They find players who maybe outkick what their raw skills suggest they can do. I would not be surprised that by the end of the season, we're like, oh, how, how did Taylor Walls have like a 13 home run, 11 steal, you know, 275 yeah. season? I, I think it's in play. Bottom of your roster, he can float around, cover different positions. If, if his bat turns into a pumpkin, fine, you'll pick up somebody else. But I'm looking to get – he's going to play, I think, probably 80% of the time with Tampa Bay, and if the bat stays hot, maybe that could move up. And because he qualifies at so many different positions, he's such a good glove man if one key player gets hurt. Not that I want to see Wonder Franco get hurt or anything, but if one guy gets hurt in Tampa Bay, maybe Walls plays all the time. Players are always working on their craft, improving these ebbs and flows of these things. I'm not going to hold against Walls what he did last year. Again, nothing from last year's resume will recommend him, but off to a good start with the AL's best team through three weeks, I'm going to kick the tires on Walls in some deeper leagues.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not sure about the the power necessarily, but what he does well, he gets on base. He has a good approach. He doesn't really sh- he doesn't uh, really chase or swing and miss very much, uh, and the speed is is excellent. And mm-hmm. I would expect the Rays to be aggressive. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that's a good call in a deeper league. Uh, I also wanted to mention Joey Gallo coming back from the IL today. One uh, to keep an eye on if you need immediate power help. Uh, Michael Brantley starting in a, uh, a minor league rehab assignment as well. That's probably going to be a little bit because he hasn't played at all, uh, in, even in the spring. Um, but I think he's a name to keep an eye on because we know Dusty Baker loves his veterans. And when Brantley's back, he'll probably hit number two in that Astros lineup. I might I'd mention a bit more about Brantley next week, but he's one I would stash if I could.
2: You know, I, I just want to cry when I see when he hits – not that Michael Brantley isn't a good player, and I'm I'll, I'll sign off on the recommendation, but – When he bats second, that means Jordán Alvarez, who's just a god, will bat fourth, and Kyle Tucker will bat sixth. And it's been Kyle Tucker should be hitting second for them. It's so obvious, yeah. But um, but still, um, Houston, man, it's funny. I mean, Chas McCormick was starting to pop in the leadoff spot, then he gets hurt. I they haven't had a lot of injury luck with that lineup, but when they get guys healthy, it's going to be a top five lineup again. And. Alvarez, you know, I backed off Alvarez because he was hurt in spring training, and I just didn't want to take anybody with any red ink on them in the first round. Yep. And man, am I regretting that? Not that he's going crazy or anything, but he is. I think he might be the best hitter in baseball. So unfortunately, Jeffrey Springs needs
1: Tommy John surgery. Oh, but I hate it, uh, hate that. But Taj Bradley, man, he is—he's incredible. He's I have incredible. no Bradley,
2: and it kills me because he looks so yeah. good.
1: He he does, and I I I did get him in TGFBI. Just because I needed the pitching so bad, but I wish I had I wish I had him in more leagues. He looks he must like be way over.
2: Is he over fifty percent? He has to be, right?
1: I believe so, but here's what I would say.
2: If you can do a futures play in rookie of the year, go go do it. If, Todd, he's fifty-six percent. Right? I know that you know that basically disqualifies him for this segment, but he should be ninety percent. Yeah, even a hundred percent. He is the top pitching prospect for one of the best teams in baseball, a team that you know will play good defense behind him, which should have good bullpen work. And he's a strikeout guy. We saw it against the Red Sox. Plenty of swings and misses in that game. You're, you're going to, man, I have all, all the FOMO. I, I, I'm going to try to trade for this guy if I can. And you, you talk about, everybody's like, oh, buy low, sell high. Sometimes you have to buy high on somebody. I would mm-hmm. actually buy high on Taj Bradley. And knowing that as a prospect, you know, as a first-year pitcher, they probably don't want to throw him some ridiculous amount of innings, but I don't care. Even if he makes like 18 or 20 starts with Tampa Bay, I'm interested in Hate to see Springs get hurt because he just looked like he was going to be a monster again. I don't know how many innings he was slated to throw because he's been a reliever most of his career, but he was untouchable in his early to the point that I probably overdrafted him in the friends and family league because he had already had the one start against Detroit, a a huge hit for Tampa Bay. But they have such great depth. The organization is so smart. Crazy. you're gonna want Taj Bradley please if he's 56 percent I want the next time we talk I want that to be in the 80s or 90s
1: I think it probably will uh, so you're you're headed on vacation uh, have fun Scott mm-hmm. uh, Shelly Street Street's gonna fill in for you next Monday uh, so looking forward to that and we'll see you when you when you get back which I will be a week from today yeah uh, so oh, by the way, you and Shelly it.
2: off to a first-place start in the Friends and Family League. I know That's Shelly right. was the brains behind the draft. Yeah. While, uh, what, you're, you're working on the player development. Are you, are you in the yes. extended spring training or whatever it is? But, um, yes. yeah, I, I never suggested <laughs> you guys partner up because now you guys are going to crush the league and, you know, I'll, I'll yeah. come in ninth place or something. Right. My team's actually rallied a little bit. I'm, I'm in fifth and I'm sitting on Bryce Harper, who I'm I'm just projecting to hit 65 home runs when he comes back. So, look um, yeah. out for me when Harper comes back. But still, I did lose springs in that league.
1: And remember, Fernando Tatis Jr. He's eligible to come back uh, tomorrow, Thursday. So looking you guys forward have to Tatis that big day. Too, great. In you're in
2: first place without Tatis, that's that's
1: just lovely. Um, so yes, uh, Tatis, I'm really looking forward to seeing him back, uh, an impact fantasy performer. Uh, Scott, we'll see you next week. Remember to subscribe to Circling the Bases wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate and review. If you like what you're hearing, follow us on Twitter. If you don't already, Scott is at Scott underscore Pianowski. I'm at DJ short. Take care, everyone. We will see you next week.
0: One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that.